grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. Well, Royal Community, what a week it has been so far. We were expecting to have a lovely week covering William and Catherine's visit to Boston. We were really excited about the Airshot Prize. And then we've had so many controversies that have hit this week, haven't we, Shell? Yeah, we have really been keeping up with Windsors on a different level this week. <laughs> we had set together a lovely episode for you. We were really excited to talk about loads of things about Sophie's engagements, my Tyndall and I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And William went to Cornwall, like all these different engagements plus so much more. And they're all pushed to the side. We're not going to talk about any of that. We are going to just have a royal news section this week. We're going to be covering William and Catherine in Boston. We're going to be covering Harry and Meghan's Netflix trailer that got released yesterday. And then we will also be covering the resignation of Lady Susan Hussey. Now, just so you know, Royal Community, if you're out there and thinking, oh, but I wanted to hear all of the other stuff that we were going to be talking about, we actually did record that episode and it's up on our VIP Royal Community over on Kofi. So if you would like to join our membership, you can. Over on Kofi, it's four pounds or six bucks and we've got an exclusive Facebook group, plus we give you all exclusive content as well. So that's what's happening for today. But Rach, we have to start with some excellent, excellent news. We, as in like the Royal Community helped us get here, but we actually hit a quarter of a million downloads on this podcast. It's blowing my mind. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> I know. And we are a grassroots podcast. This is all word of mouth. And this is because of you, Royal Community. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Yeah, wherever you are in the world, we get messages from people from Australia, from the Philippines, from America, from Canada. Yeah. It just blows our minds that you will tune into us every single week because you want to hear the royal news just like we do. I know. We're like the biggest royal fans, aren't we? We just love it. And we're all together being royal fans together, which I absolutely love. We also had a lot of people tagging us in this Spotify Unwrapped this week, Rach. That was so cool. So if we made your top five Spotify podcasts, then please share it over on our Instagram at Keeping Up Windsor's Pod because we love to see it. And again, it just blows my mind that we're making people's top five or better of the podcast. One of our lovely listeners racked up 409 minutes of Keeping Up With The Windsor's, which I am so grateful for. Thank you so much. <laughs> and apparently, Rach, we did like just under 2,000 minutes more of content than other people in our category, which again blows my mind. We just can't stop talking when it comes to the Royals, can we? <laughs> Absolutely. So last week, we encouraged you to send a voice note in over on Instagram. And we're kind of calling this section the Royal Community Confessions, you know. Um, <laughs> what we are going to do is we're going to play one of the voice notes that we got. Who was this voice note from, Rach? This was from Princess in the Palace over on Instagram. So thank you so much. And she's from Germany and she actually was like, oh, I think my accent's um, not very good. And I was like, better than our German. <laughs> I don't, don't think I know two words in German, let alone now string a sentence together. <laughs> I love it. And you know what? Her English is absolutely perfect. So coming from two native speakers, you've got nothing to worry about. <laughs> You're absolutely amazing. Let's play Princess in the Palace's voice note. 
here's a voice note to your last podcast. I just want to say I really like to stay with it. All of the clothes were just perfect. And the tiaras, I really loved all the looks. But what I found sad, you already mentioned it, is that we have absolutely no picture or clear picture of the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester and the Duke of Kent. Like, of course, they're not as important as the Prince and Princess of Wales or the King and Queen, but they are still working royals. They were longer working royals than the rest of the family at this point. And yeah, they're doing an amazing job. And I think we should honor it with showing pictures because so many people don't even know they're existing, but they do a great work and they just, yeah, they're amazing. And I think we should, yeah, see more pictures of them so we could see more of what they're doing and how amazing they really are. Rach, what do you think? Well, yeah, I've said it time and time again. I would love to see more of the older royals getting a bit more of the spotlight shone on them because, for example, the um, Duchess of Gloucester wore a glorious tiara, which you said was actually your favourite from the yeah. state visit, mm-hmm. and we didn't get any clear photos of it. I know, it was such a shame. And plus, had we not had that picture, we would never have known they were there. It was never yeah. told, and this is the point that she's making. We need to see them more. They are integral parts of the royal family. They work so hard and they need to be recognised more. Well, exactly. Now that Charles is now king, he can't do everything that he used to do. Mm-hmm. He would have gone on a lot more engagements than now that he's king. And so all you've really got is William and Catherine, Charles and Camilla, yeah. and the Gloucesters, the Kents, and the Princess Alexandra. So, and, oh, sorry, and the Princess Royal and the Wessexes. <laughs> we did actually see, we'll do a little side note, but we did actually see the Earl and Countess of Wessex at the Royal Variety performance last night, and it was spectacular to see them. I, oh God, I'm going to, this is a confession for me. This is a Royal Community confession from Michelle. Are you ready? I have never heard Edward speak more than two sentences and I watched a video of him and I was weird I watched a video of him yesterday talking on this engagement and he was absolutely spectacular so warm so inviting two little girls gave him the program and some flowers for Sophie and there you have just an amazing kind of way with people it was wonderful to watch yeah, absolutely. And that will be coming out in a few weeks' time on ITV if you're here in the UK. Okay, so remember, Royal Community, if you want to send us a voice note over on Instagram, please feel free. We will be talking about some very important subjects in this podcast today. And if you want to have your say and be part of the uh, Royal Community Confessions next week, then send in your voice notes. Rach, hold on to your hats. It's time for the Royal News. Are you ready? Oh, just about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to it. So let's kick off with William and Catherine. So as we know, we're very excited because they were going stateside to Boston for the second annual Airship Prize Awards. Absolutely. Lots of royal community members who listen to the podcast are from America and it's so wonderful for them to have a royal experience because obviously we get it all the time here and now they've got it in Boston. Yeah, and we actually have heard from so many of our listeners who have actually been to some of the engagements that William and Catherine have been at. Absolutely. It's been wonderful to hear all your stories. So on Wednesday, um, William and Catherine flew on a British Airways commercial flight to Boston, landing in Logan Airport for the start of their three-day trip to coincide with the second Airshot Prize Awards. And the pair haven't actually visited the US since 2014 when they visited New York City. 2014 is a long time. It's a long time. So then everybody was waiting 
for the first official engagement of the day. And we saw them head into Boston City Hall, where there were so many people, Shell, gathered. But unfortunately, it was pouring down with rain. And I just felt so sorry for the people that had waited for hours, hoping that William and Catherine were going to do a walkabout after the official welcome. And it didn't happen, did it? Well, I know our VIP Royal Community member, Julie, she was there and she actually did a Facebook Live while she was there and put it in our Facebook group, which was brilliant because obviously we were there, you know, seeing what she was seeing. But it was just torrential rain. They brought the British weather with them, Rachel. Let's put it that way. (laughs) So William and Catherine met with Michelle Wu, who is the mayor of Boston, and she actually focuses on making Boston a climate resilient city. So after that, William took to the stage and in reference to the rain, he said, thank you to all the hardy Bostonians for braving the rain this evening. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. And actually, someone on Instagram sent me a link. So I saw William's speech live as he was saying it, which is really cool. And his speech, I don't know if you saw it, Royal Community, but you you go back onto the socials, try and find it because it was so commanding and it was so inspiring. And he actually said in his speech that he was inspired by President John F. Kennedy's moonshot and President Kennedy actually hails from Boston. Yeah. And after that, um, the city hall was lit up green for the Abstract Prize Awards. Yeah, there was a button they had to press and they kind of did a countdown from <laughs> five to watch. I have to say that I think everyone was anticipating their arrival, that they did that five to one in a very quick way. Five, four, three, two, one, and then press the button. And then it all went green. And it was just a lovely start to the royal tour, really. We then saw them at the Boston Celtics basketball game, where it looked like William had no clue whatsoever what was going on. (laughs) I wouldn't either. I wouldn't have a clue what was going on. Now, this engagement wasn't officially on their royal schedule, so it was a surprise to the fans inside. Yeah. And there was a clip of them shown on the Jumbotron where it seemed like there was a bit of a mixed reaction as there were some boos. But we have had royal community members saying this is quite normal for Mm. this team's fans to boo. It's like what they're kind of like known for. Yeah, it's a bit like when when William went to Liverpool and they were booing him, but that's a very normal thing with the football. Yeah. So yeah, and Jim was really funny when I saw him on the Jumbotron. They do some kind of kiss cam, don't they? And I was thinking, mm. put him on the kiss cam. <laughs> well, we did see a bit of PGA, didn't we? Because they were holding hands at one point. Yeah, and I think this might potentially be the change in world protocol for a bit more interaction between couples. We've seen Charles with his hands around Camilla in a picture, and now we're seeing them holding hands, which is so unroyal isn't it so unroyal you would never in a million years have seen the queen and prince philip holding hands yeah no i know i know also at the game was 15 year old climate activist ollie perrol who was honored during the heroes amongst us segment at halftime and she actually spent time talking to william catherine who was said to be leaving at the halftime show but actually stayed for the most of the game. It's one of those things where you just expect them to just come in kind of say some highs and byes and then that's it But they stayed for most of the game, which is just unbelievable. And on a walkabout the next day, William actually said, I'm so glad the Celtics won because it would have looked really bad on us. Like we were like a bad omen. Yeah, he was like, I'd never be able to show my face in Boston again. (laughs) So a bit of royal history for you that don't know um, royal community. Boston's last royal visit was on the 11th of July in 1976 by Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip to celebrate the US bicentennial. And Queen Elizabeth made her address to the crowds from the balcony of the old state house in the exact spot where the Declaration of Independence was read 200 years earlier. Oh, I love a bit of royal history. Wow. And the connection there was when they were at Boston City Hall, there was pictures of the Queen's visit and the Prince Philip's visit. And William actually saw these pictures and you heard him saying to the mayor, oh, was that the mayor at the time? Yeah. 
in the pictures with his grandparents. So that was a nice little way of family connection. Yeah, and, and I think also it just goes to show how important this royal visit is to Boston. We know that Boston was chosen specifically because of the Earthshot slash Moonshot connection. And we know that JF Kennedy hails from Boston. So again, there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of full circle moments. And the people of Boston, the Bostonians, have given William and Catherine such a warm welcome. And it's been a wonderful to follow all of the, the like local news on YouTube and to see how excited the Bostonians really are. I've noticed a real difference between the US press on this visit and the UK press. Mm-hmm. Because we've got the usual royal reporters following them on this visit. And it's very different to what we're seeing from, like you said, from the local and news readers and the news reporters. Yeah. And we will go into this in a second, but when I'm watching these local reporters, they're not mentioning Harry and Meghan and all of the other stuff that's happening at all. They're focused on the earth shot. They're focused on being on the world stage and they are really stepping up and it's wonderful to see. Day two of the Boston Royal visit took William and Catherine to Somerville where they visited Greentown Labs, meeting with Mayor Ballantyne and five startup companies that create climate tech solutions in conjunction with the five areas of the Earthshot Prize. Now, these five areas are protecting nature, reviving our oceans, cleaning the air, fixing the climate and building a waste-free world. And when leaving the engagement, they were met by eight-year-old Henry, um, who was dressed up as a guard and handed Catherine a bouquet of flowers. And I don't know if you saw this. You must have seen this engagement, right? Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Looking on was his guardians. And I'm not kidding. These two women had tears in their eyes. And then William and Catherine addressed them as well. And you could tell they were like, oh, we just wasn't expecting to be greeted by you. It was wonderful. But then Henry gave... William and Catherine a salute. It was so amazing. I loved it. And Henry was interviewed by all these news outlets. And he said, I'm going to scream to my BFF Baxter and tell him I'm famous. (laughs) Well, what was so cool about this um, little interaction was over on Twitter, before William and Catherine arrived, there was photographs going up of Henry. And so many people were tagging Kensington Royal, their official Twitter account, saying, please make this meeting happen. Yeah. So I think it was not just, you know, Henry dressed up as the guard, but maybe it was the power of the people on Twitter. And he got to meet William and Catherine. And that's something that he'll never forget. And how amazing that he was in his home city meeting the Prince and Princess of Wales. Absolutely incredible. Well, actually, that's a really interesting point that you made because one of the news reporters was talking to somebody called Livy, who's from England. And she's, I think she's in, she's working in Boston at the moment. And she got to see William and Catherine. She was just completely overwhelmed. And she said, it takes me coming to Boston to actually see the royal family. (laughs) But another thing, as you can tell, I've been completely YouTubing everything to do with Boston news reporters this week. Um, The people outside queuing up from 5.30 in the morning. And I mean, I was looking at them thinking, I know how that feels. (laughs) I know that pain. (laughs) Yes, we know the pain. Or hopefully they got to meet them. (laughs) Yes. I think actually Somerville, they didn't do a walkabout. And there were a few boos because there were a few cars in the way. So they didn't actually see William and Catherine. But that all changed when they went to their next destination, which was Chelsea, to visit 
visit Roca, an agency that pairs young people with services such as police, judges, the criminal justice system and social workers to divert them from at-risk outcomes and preventing violence. So this was more of a social justice mental health engagement rather than all of the environmental engagements that they've been on. And there was some lovely interviews with the people who met William and Catherine saying that Roca has really made a massive difference in their lives. And to then have a, a visit from William and Catherine was just like the icing on the on the cake. But then they did actually go out and meet the people outside. Because obviously we we know we know what it's yeah. like to you yeah. know to be there and, and and to see the royals and some of the crowds were like oh my god I'm literally shaking and someone said this is so cool <laughs> and somebody handed Catherine a, a children's book to give to Louis and I was just like oh yeah but Shell did you see there was one girl that met William and Catherine well I think it was particularly when she met Catherine she shook her hand she was actually crying it's a massive deal right and I was just like oh. Because like like that lady said, like how awesome that William and Catherine are in Boston. Like you don't get this every single... 2014 was the last time that they visited. Yeah. For them to be there, it's absolutely incredible. And yeah. for them to be there for such an important cause like the Earthshot Prize. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to stick my hands up. I cried the first time I saw Catherine. She had that reaction on me. I was just like, oh, there is a YouTube video, yeah. by the way. Troop in the colour. We was on the map. Ladies and gentlemen, we had like hardly any sleep and uh, it was all added to the excitement, didn't it? <laughs> it? It is what it is. That's what I have to say. I was just present in the moment. After this engagement in Chelsea, they then headed to Boston Harbour Defence and had a walking engagement with Mayor Michelle Wu. Now, they headed to East Boston Pier Park and, like I say, they went on this walkabout to have a look um, how vulnerable Boston Harbour is to climate change. They spoke about ecological restoration solutions for the harbour. Now, Rach, this is really interesting because it included living seawalls. And this is a company that was actually a finalist of last year's Earthshot Prize. And they've actually partnered with Boston Harbour Defence to help with this climate change there. And again, lovely synergy. I love the fact it's all working together here. I also found out two little facts which I want to share. I'm sure Bostonians know this, but in Boston, there are 47 miles of coastline and 43 miles of harbour walks. How amazing must it be to live in Boston? Wow. Talking of seawalls, they are actually going to be at the Earthshot Prize Awards tonight. I've seen them because obviously the Earthshot over on their Twitter and on their Instagram and now they join TikTok as well. So ladies and gentlemen, Royal Community, join if you're on TikTok, go and give them a follow over there. But they actually tweeted that they couldn't wait for the awards tonight. So it's going to be really interesting. And, you know, we've spoken about this before, but it's it's taking place tonight, but it's not going to be shown here in the UK until Sunday. And I think probably in America as well. I'm not sure other countries where what time it's going to air and what day, but I definitely know for us in the UK, it's Sunday, eight o'clock on BBC One. Brilliant stuff. I cried a lot through last year's award ceremony. I found it so moving and inspiring and I don't think it's going to be any different. Maybe we will find out what in a whole year what the winners have done with the money as well. So they, the five different areas which I mentioned before they will be receiving £1 million, which is $1.2 million, American dollars, to help with whatever the, the project is they're working on for climate change. I'm excited. And we will talk more about Earthshot next week, but that's as much as we've got for William and Catherine in Boston. So let's move on, Rach. We have had the racism allegations or a claim. I don't know how we would actually say it. Is it an allegation? Is it a claim? Tell us more. 
Yeah, so on Wednesday, the Queen Consort hosted a reception at Buckingham Palace to raise awareness about violence against women and girls as part of the UN 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence. And here we had in attendance Queen Mathilde of the Belgians, Queen Rainier of Jordan, Crown Princess Mary of Denmark, the Countess of Wessex, First Lady of Sierra Leone and the First Lady of Ukraine. So this was a really, really big deal because all of these ladies in their respective countries are involved in some way with gender-based violence initiatives and charities. So for them to all come together was absolutely incredible. And we was really excited to talk about this engagement. But then something overshadowed that, didn't it? Yeah. At the reception, there was a, a woman called Ngozi Fulani who is the founder of Bomb Sister Space, a charity that supports women from African and Caribbean heritage affected by abuse. On Thursday, she tweeted that she had mixed feelings about the event, saying a lady of the household moved her hair to see her name badge and a conversation took place. Yeah, so we'll just read a little bit of the conversation. We'll read all of it. You can find this online. So... Ngozi Fulani said that Lady SH, so she didn't name her in the tweet, she just put SH, said, where are you from? And then she replied, sister space. Then Lady said, no, where do you come from? And then Ngozi said, we are based in Hackney. Lady said, no, what part of Africa are you from? And she she highlighted the you from. And Ngozi said, I don't know, they didn't leave any records. And then the lady said, well, you must know where you're from. I spent time in France. Where are you from? And then Ngozi said, here, UK. And then lady said, no, but what nationality are you? And then Ngozi said, I am born here and I am British. Lady said, no, but where do you really come from? Where do your people come from? And then Ngozi said, my people, lady, what is this? And you can read the rest. That's kind of like halfway. So that's what was written on the tweet. So yeah, so after that tweet went out, people were obviously in uproar. And I was exactly the same. I was on my lunch break at work and I was looking on Twitter and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't believe this is being said. Lady of the household, Lady Susan Hussey has worked for the Queen for over 60 years. And um, she was one of the Queen's most trusted advisors, one of her closest confidants. And for her to come out, it just reflects not just badly on herself, but on the rest of the royal family. Yeah. And again, it was just those comments. I was like, it's totally unacceptable, totally unacceptable. And we then had a palace confirmation that Lady Susan Hussey had stepped aside from her role. And they actually released a statement, which is very unlike Buckingham Palace. They were very quick on this. In the statement, it said, we take this incident extremely seriously and have investigated immediately to establish the full details. In this instance, unacceptable and deeply regrettable comments have been made. We have reached out to Ngozi Fulani on this matter and I'm inviting her to discuss all elements of her experience in person if she wishes. In the meantime, the individual concerned would like to express her profound apologies for the hurt caused and has stepped aside from her honorary role with immediate effect. All members of the household are being reminded of the diversity and inclusivity policies which they are required to uphold at all times. So when I first saw this, I was like, great, Buckingham Palace, that's how it should be done. Immediate reaction. Because if they had waited, it would, again, it would have reflected badly on them, wouldn't it? Yeah, we, we're going to carry on with the facts and then we're going to tell you what we think in a second. 
Sister Space tweeted, thanks everyone for their support. It is not our wish to reveal the person involved. It is the system that needs to be revised. Yes, the person was offensive, but it serves no purpose to name and shame her. We prefer that this be handled kindly. And just so we're in the context of this, when this news broke, William and Catherine were in the air on the way to Boston. And a Kensington Palace spokesman said, I'm really disappointed to hear about the guest experience at Buckingham Palace last night. Racism has no place in our society. The comments were unacceptable. And it is right that the individual has stepped aside with immediate effect. We also had the leader of the Women's Equality Party, Mandy Reid. Um, she was actually an eyewitness to this conversation, which she actually said was offensive, racist and unwelcoming. She corroborated everything. Then we had Ngozi Fulani giving interviews on television. And in one of these interviews, she said, this wasn't someone being curious. This was something different. Felt like an interrogation. I've heard so many suggestions. It's about her age and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of a disrespect, an ageism kind of thing. She also said in another interview that Lady Susan Hussey moving her hair was a form of abuse. And there's different types of abuse. And this felt like an abuse to her. One also thing we need to bring up is Ngozi Fulani was dressed in traditional dress. And in that sense, this could be a normal question asking where you're from, not assuming that she's, you know, from Britain. I think asking someone where they're from is not racist, but how you ask it and, you know, the onslaught of how you would do that is a different story. And it's something that Ngozi Fulani did actually say in an interview that Lady Susan Hussey was in a position of power. She was an elder and that would have changed the power dynamic. We also have to do a real big comparison here. We're trying to do all different angles, Royal Community. A lot of news outlets had mentioned that it was the Queen Consort's engagement and that Lady Susan Hussey was the godmother of Prince William. In most of the senses out there in the press, they did have that royal connection attached to it. That, I think, was very important for us to highlight because it is bringing in the members of the royal family, kind of like guilty by association, that they would be racist. Now, something else we need to speak about, Rach, is was it right for the palace to act so quickly? For somebody who has been in the household for nearly 60, well, 60 years plus, and for them to just say, we've washed our hands with her, she's gone, does that actually solve anything? Yeah, but I think that's why they basically, I hate to say it like this, but they got rid of Lady Susan Hussey so quickly was because of the Harry and Meghan racist remarks and everything that's gone on previously within the last two years or so. It was like, we need to act now because if we don't, this is just going to fester and become much bigger than yeah. what it always And I mean, this is worldwide, this was worldwide news, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, Ngozi Fulani, she was on TV in America, in Australia, obviously here in the UK. Yeah. And uh, Mandy Reid actually said, I don't want her to step down. I want her to step up. I think they were mentioning that she's not just a bad apple. This is an institutional thing. Like they've got nowhere to go from that. And they've got Meghan and Harry with the allegation of somebody asking about their baby's colour. There's so much going on. There's so many moving parts. And one thing I want to mention as well, and I think we've definitely seen this and we'll probably touch, I think we might have touched upon this about a time or two ago as well, that the British press, for example, have really, you know, reined in on the racist claims, as they should, because it's, it's a big news story. It is yeah. a big news story. I'm not disputing that. But what you have is the difference now between the British press and from what we've seen from the American press so far is I've seen so many royal accounts saying this week 
Don't even bother following the British press. Go mm. follow the local news outlets. If you yeah. want to get the information on the ground, go follow them because they're really excited about William and Catherine being in Boston, being in America. But again, that work has just been tarnished this week. There is reports today that Lady Susan Hussey has reached out, if not directly, but maybe through the teams at the palace to have a conversation with her. So maybe she does feel bad and it was the wrong, the way she said it. We've got so much more to hold our ha- like hold on to, Rach. We've got a roller coaster ride ahead of us yeah, with definitely. Harry's book and with this Netflix documentary. This isn't going away, regardless of whether Lady Hussey has resigned or not. This will always be the big shadow over the royal family. And I, I don't know how they're going to overcome this. Right, so from one controversial day, then we move on to the next day. And on William and Catherine's first full day in Boston, the trailer for Harry and Meghan's docu-series titled Harry and Meghan with Netflix was released. In the 60-second clip, there was a montage of them as a couple and there was the royal family including a shot of William and Catherine at their last engagement at Westminster Abbey, tabloid papers, Meghan in tears, shots of crowds and photographers. The documentary is directed by critically acclaimed Liz Garbus and it is said to be a six-part documentary with a speculated release date of the 8th of December on Netflix. Now, we heard the 8th of December and now that's been taken off the table, hasn't it? Yeah, no, I'm speculating it's going to be on, is it the 14th or 15th? When is Catherine's Carol concert? I reckon it's just going to be then. 15th, yeah. Yeah. So in the 60 second clip, we heard a voiceover. We heard a producer saying, why did you want to make this documentary? And Harry says, no one sees what's happening behind closed doors. I had to do everything I could to protect my family. And then later on, we hear Megan saying, when the stakes are this high, doesn't it make more sense to hear our story from us? And I was just screaming inside, like doing an internal scream. But you wanted privacy. But you wanted privacy. privacy. But hasn't everything been said in the Oprah interview? Yeah, exactly. Like, much more of the story they're going to tell, right? They'll be telling this story when they're in their 70s show. We also have to make a mention about Megan when she had her variety interview a couple of months back. She actually said about this documentary, she said, it's nice to be able to trust someone with our story a seasoned director whose work I've long admired, even if it means it may not be the way we would have told it. But that's not why we're telling it. We're trusting our story to someone else, and that means it will go through their lens. And a lot of people have said that this is Harry and Meghan's way of creating some distance from the docuseries, because I reckon there's some really damning things in there. I mean, Rach, they got paid £100 million. Calculated. They've got to give the goods, haven't they? They've got to give them something, haven't they? They've got to. The thing is, Harry's whole life, being a royal, he's been known since he was the day dot, since he was born. You know, privacy is something a member of the royal family really values. And yet in this 60-second clip, we saw photos of them as a couple on holiday. I'm, I'm guessing this is when they first started dating because we know that they went to Africa together and then there's pictures of them in their kitchen and it's like we've never seen like we've never ever really seen this side of the royal family before and because that's really close to their hearts is to keep their privacy to keep that side of their private life to themselves and yet 
they're letting the whole world in. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the Cut article where Megan was talking about all of these press photographers outside possibly of Archie's school if he did grow up in Britain. But then she had a journalist in the car with her, you know, giving the interview, picking up Archie from school. Obviously, as we said, William and Catherine were in Boston and it seemed like very clever marketing from Netflix and Harry and Meghan's team. They had been released, the trailer, when the Waleses were on this trip for such an important occasion. And Shell, mm-hmm. we need to point out a fact that Omid Scobie, who is one of the few journalists that the Sussexes give information to, tweeted with the trailer if tomorrow is prince william's super bowl then here's your halftime show and i was like oh my gosh like it just is so personal and deliberate it just that's what it just feels like to me it's like well we're gonna go one up with you here you go bam like drop it like mic drop bombshell Mm -hmm. go off because again this like really has overshadowed when even Catherine's trip to Boston and they would have woken up and that would have been one of the first things that they heard about of Saul and I bet he was absolutely fuming absolutely fuming see I think the opposite I think they've known all along that the PR of the book of the docuseries was going to be in these very pivotal moments for the Waleses when the press and the attention is on them so high and remember Netflix might have done this Meghan and Harry might not have had an opportunity to choose when these things happen I wanted to read out a little um, blurb that was given with the trailer yesterday And it says that it's an unprecedented and in-depth documentary series. I'm going to paraphrase this. Across six episodes, it explores the clandestine days of their early courtship and the challenges that led them to feeling forced to step back from their full-time roles in the institution. With commentary from friends and family, most of whom have never spoken publicly before about what they witnessed and historians who discuss the state of the British Commonwealth today and the royal family's relationship with the press. Yeah, but I think what's really interesting about the trailer is that they had that shot of William and Catherine and one of their last engagements at Westminster Abbey and Catherine has kind of like a really stony face but the music changes and it's like really like sinister it's like a snapshot but they don't really show you Meghan and Harry were actually sitting behind them at the time because it looks like Catherine is maybe like looking at Meghan and Harry and giving that Mm. face when that was not the context of that situation whatsoever Yeah, I have to be very blunt and say I don't particularly like documentaries on Netflix. They're not the BBC. They don't give you both sides. It's very one-sided. So this is them telling their story. But just remember, Royal Community, we all know this. The Royal Family do not have that outlet. They do not have the defence. They cannot defend themselves. So whatever is given from Harry and Meghan will seem to be their truth, regardless of whether it is true or not. But Shell, how many how many times are we going to hear their truth? It's been over like, what, two years since they left as working members of the royal family? And maybe they're showing the best bits in the trailer because I thought one side of the docu-series was going to be following their charity work because we saw a camera crew following them at Invictus and yeah. when they went to Germany. So that's what I presume the majority of the series was going to be about. Yeah. But from this trailer, it looks just like their story. And yeah. maybe they're going to be telling it, you know, from, because we saw the papers rolling, it's like hot off the press. Yeah. Maybe they're going to be talking about the media. But again, they spoke about this in the interview, in the Oprah yeah. interview. 
Megan spoke about this in the cup. Megan spoke about this in variety. It's like, how many times are you going to be speaking about this? You said you want privacy and I understand they meant they wanted to control their privacy. They wanted to control their own narrative because they felt like they didn't have that when they were working for the institution. We've got Harry's book coming out in January. But how is the information in that going to be any different from what we're going to see in this series? And it begs the question, is this series being released a bit presumptuously, a bit early compared to the book? Mm. What else is going to be in the book? Yeah. And Megan says, when when the stakes are this high, what are the stakes? Because at this point, they don't really have a relationship especially William and Harry. We need to, you know, bring that up because at this point, their relationship has gone to pot really, hasn't it? It has. We thought, or maybe it's getting revived during the walkabout when Queen Elizabeth passed away. And I think now it's just non-existent. You can tell just by that trailer that William and Catherine are coming out really badly in this. It's like the gloves are off and they're not holding back. And we've said it time and time again, but it is sad that it has come to this. But like you said, like William and Catherine, Charles and Camilla, if they came out with a statement, it would be like, oh, so now we know that the story's true, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And William and, William and Charles, they're never, ever... I very highly doubt it will come out and publicly say what has gone on behind closed doors because it's just not the way it's done, especially for them two in the positions that they have Charles as king and William as the heir. Yeah, it's actually very interesting, right, that the docuseries is called Harry and Meghan. I think it'd be look, it would look quite hi- hypocritical if they were using their titles yeah, very hypocritical. And um, we've said it time and time again, it would just be interesting now, after all of this coming out, will Harry make it over now for the coronation? Because mm. that's going to be one hell of a, a situation when everything's been said and done. There's mm. no water that's gone onto that bridge. Nothing's coming out the other side. But I think, Rach, as Councillor of State, he may have to, and this is just me speculating, he may have to be in attendance regardless of his feelings about it. Shall, 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 We did ask you, Royal Community, over on Instagram, what were your thoughts on the trailer? So Bedrith said, so, so excited. We've had Leslie Ritter saying, I hate it, but I think yesterday and this announcement is a coordinated effort against Prince William and Princess Catherine. Simone said, please give us our privacy, but here are some personal photos in our Netflix show. <laughs> Lizzie Bella Mawitvitz, sorry if I even pronounced that wrong, said, clearly out to ruin his family, using titles for money, release date, not coincidence. K-O-H-8 said, why haven't we seen these smiling, silly acting photos before? Better publicity than those interviews. Elka said, won't watch it, but we'll read royal weather accounts about it. And Mag Wilkins said, timing of trailer is least of William and Kate's worries. Inclusion of their photo is brutal and mean. Mm-hmm. So that's just a handful of comments. Some yeah. people obviously excited to watch them. Um, some people were and not excited, not going to watch it. But yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting. I think you're going to get the cliff notes from us, Royal Community. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Royal Community, let us know what you think over on Instagram. Oh, give us a voice note about any of the topics we spoke about in today's bumper pact. Keep it up with the Windsors. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. If you would love to support us and keep us on the air, you can over on Ko-fi. It's £4 or 6 bucks. You can give us a one-off donation and buy Rachel and I a coffee, or you can join the VIP Royal Community over 
over there, which is a monthly membership with exclusive content. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Keeping Up the Windsors, and also email us at keepingupwindsorspod at gmail.com. Thank you so, so much for listening. We will see you next week on Keeping Keeping Up up with the the Windsors. Windsors.